Christmas, everybody. Welcome to the Toylands Podcast. I'm Tom Romero. With me, as always, Ian Westhoff. How you doing, Ian? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, buddy. I am Merry- doing well. Um, ho, ho, ho. I'm actually on location in my in-law's bedroom, celebrating the Yule Tide. Uh, the Yule. That's, uh, that was a Norse tradition, celebrating Yule. That's where the Yule Log comes from. Yes, a little Norse history for you folks. Uh, so how, where are they? Where, whereabouts are you now? I am somewhere in Nevada. How is it uh, out there? It's actually, it's a lot better than my house. My house is covered in like eight feet of snow. Uh, we, see, we got snow this week. Um, right we, now, right now it's just sunny. It's about 60 degrees here. It's incredible. Oh, see, eight feet. Now I'm not feeling sorry for myself, but we got snow, but there's nothing like, is it really eight feet? Yeah, it is eight feet by you. Probably, yeah. You got? Are you gonna shove yourself in? Well, it's it's been a couple of days. <laughs> we got the machine out, so hopefully by the time hopefully by the time we get back, it'll be at uh, two feet. Yeah. Or yeah. so, Mickey Mouse and John Favreau gave everybody a Christmas, an early Christmas gift this year. So if you haven't seen the last episode of Mandalorian, we're gonna discuss it after all our Christmas talk. So spoilers. So that that is your uh, when we bring that up. If you haven't seen it, um, yeah, we'll warn you again. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll warn you. Uh, your best bet is to log off, watch it. Please come back, and um, then you can hear and us. Discuss email it. us at toyspodcast at gmail and let us know what you think. Because yes, because there's a there's a lot to discuss on that. Oh my god, they're incredible episode. This is our Christmas episode. Ian, what was the best gift you got on Christmas? Uh, you look back on your, on your childhood, every gift I think you got was the best from Santa or your parents. That's Maybe, true. Everything got better. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to say every gift I got from my relatives were, like I explained the soap on a rope, but I remember, you know, I wanted the Ewok village and I got that. I can remember my babysitter coming over. A few days before Christmas with a couple of big bags. And that's when I got He-Man and Battle Cat. Um, nice. I was like, it's a huge surprise. Like, I didn't know she was coming. And I was just like, oh, I can't believe how stoked I was. Now, were uh, they carded? Were they still on the card? Uh, yeah. Yeah. These are brand new, you know, like probably right off the shelves. And, wow. you know, I, I was like, how did she know? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and then at Christmas, I got like Skeletor and, and Panthor. Uh, so it was just, and, Castle Grayskull. It was, it was just like like the most incredible thing like for a kid to go through. I remember, uh, you know, an aunt calling me up, and she's great. Um, she would always ask us what we want, and I was into GI Joe at the time, and I would I said something, and she kept going, "Okay, what else? What else?" And I was just like throwing things out of the top of my head, and literally like everything I asked, she got me. Um, the greatest lady, her, my uncle. I remember another aunt got me, um, we were at my grandma's opening presents and I got for GI Joe, the conquest X 30 
and I was like stunned because nice. like yeah, you don't really like get vehicles for a present from relatives, you know, from an aunt, especially when you have like a bunch of nieces and nephews. And I was sitting there just holding the box, be like going like the Conquest six thirty, and I guess she thought I didn't like it. She's like, "Is that okay?" I'm like, "Yeah." I, I was just stunned, you know. I was just like, "I can't believe I got this." Um, it was like getting like to me that day was like getting the, like the, the USS flag because just didn't expect it. Uh, if I had to say the one present though, that stands out forever. Well, there's two. When I was a kid, Krampus can't, no, I'm just kidding. When I was a kid, um, we used to open our presents and every year, uh, you know, we used to have this little thing where we would say who gets what who sits where well i sit by the wall i sit in the middle i sit by the fireplace and that was our thing they always pick a spot one year i remember i'm sitting there opening on presents and my dad is on the couch with my mom and there was a box on this other couch wrapped up and i was the closest to it and i don't know what it was i kept going dad is that for me he's like i don't know and he probably didn't because my mom probably got it um yeah moms do everything so at the end, it turned out my mom was like, hey, that one's for all three of you. And we opened it up. And this is how old I am. It was the Atari 2600. Wow. And it was just like cool. I mean, like going back. And what was also cool is my dad would, um, he played two games. He'd play ice hockey with us and he'd play a game called Othello. I don't think it's actually based on the book, but Othello was like kind of like a checkers but you were trying to like there was a, um, a white and a black and you, if you were white you were trying to turn all the black ones uh, white and if you were black you were trying to turn all the white ones black whoever get, gets the most colors wins my dad humbug didn't let us win ever <laughs> he didn't even like try to lose you know like but uh yeah so that was really cool so um my other one would be uh my senior year of high school i, I always talk about this but Senior year of high school, it was uh, Christmas in 92, because I'd be graduating in 93. And my sister, uh, at Christmas, obviously, she gave me my present. Um, un, I don't know. You know I did not ask for it. I, I it just like it was given to me. She knew I wanted this, but I, I never expected to get it. Uh, the 12-inch Kenner Indiana Jones. And this was um, out of the box. Coat, gun, whip, all there. It's only missing a hat, which is ugly anyway. So I, and when I opened it, I was just like, holy poop. You know, can't say the other word. We're a family show, but like, I just stunned that she got it. And it probably cost about $75 back then, 93, 92. So I mean, $75. Do you still have it? Oh, I still have it. Yeah. Nice. $75 is a lot for a high schooler to have, especially to spend on your brother. Oh, sure. Um, so, yeah, I still have it to this day. Um, we got to go know. find a hat now for you. Yeah. Toy shows. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of, a, you know, like, I'll either pass it to my grandson if I have one, or like the Vikings, I'll be buried with it. But, uh, yeah, I still have it. Um, well, the accessories it came with. And, uh, yeah, so that's always like, I remember that. I, I just distinctly remember that Christmas. It's just like... um. There's certain ones that you remember forever, and that's one of them, you know. So that's uh, yeah, that's, that was pretty cool. Now, is it like you mentioned a lot with your family? I feel the same way. I'll never forget that giant Castle Grayskull box, the vintage. Right. I don't know why I don't 
you know, I'm not a tall person, but I'm not a short person either. But for some reason, that box was bigger than life. Could have been forced perspective as a kid. Or maybe I'm just imagining it weirdly. You know, but, when we look back, it could be that because you're, you're looking back and I think we paint the picture better in our minds of how things were yeah. like, Oh, definitely. You know, things look bigger, you know, like, and of course it was, you know, you were smaller. So there, you know, therefore the thing was a larger size, but oh, yeah. you know, I'm sure that it probably looked like a giant billboard, you know, I'm sure back then when you look at it, when you think about it now, you know, I know it took up a lot of real estate under that tree though. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that always pops to mind that Christmas. And then I remember we took it out or I finally unwrapped it and realized it was Castle Grayskull. My dad and I, we, I mean, he's been a great dad, but we weren't always, even growing up, you know, he's from the old country, you know, he, every Christmas seemed like the time where he actually took an interest Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's a wrong term, but he, he, you know, he participated more. I should okay. say. Uh, well, compared to, well, he was. He, my dad's a workaholic. You know, well, I mean, see, but that's different though, because if he's working, support you. Um. Oh yeah. You know, my dad. But I mean, he would. I mean, I would never see him like from. From when you wake up to whatever he was my, at work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I never, I we never had breakfast together until maybe I got into high school. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us, a lot of people went through that. Like, mine just wasn't around. Um, but so you were talking about doing something with him, right? But the- so you know, Christmas he was around, and he, I think he realized it, and he was like, "Well, this is the time where I can actually, yeah. you know, do my part or, or you know, contribute more." But man, he saw that Castle Grey Skull with me and he just, you know, we started building it together. How much had it get had to get built on that back then? Well, um the vintage one was it like stickers? You had to or? put I think the no. stickers were already, already on, on it. it. Yeah. Like the, like the I remember we had to put in the plates and the elevator needed to be assembled. And I remember, you know, both of us trying to figure out the trap door and he yeah. finally figured out if you turn the throne, it opens up. <sighs> but I mean, I grabbed my case of He-Man figures that I got the previous Christmas and we just went to town. He didn't care who he was, although he did love Rain Man. <laughs> I remember so, playing with my brother. He would always have to be Skeletor. <laughs> um, just, he just liked the villains and that was fine. I liked, I wanted to be He-Man. I always liked being the, the, the good guys. So, mm-hmm. So yeah, so, so we were we were playing that, and then the previous year I'll never forget was when I got my first He-Man figure. Now, here's the interesting part: I knew about He-Man. I knew you know how to buy stuff from Kmart and all that other stuff. But my mother was such a neat freak. Not only did she buy the figures, but she actually opened up the cards and place them in the he-man collector's case that's sweet this way you know she's basically telling me this is how i want you (laughs) to clean up yeah exactly so when people look back fondly on that card bag was it it wrapped up like that was that uh collector's case wrapped in in paper yes okay so that's cool yeah and well yeah he-man paper at the time 
even better. Just, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I'll, I remember like when people talk about He-Man, they're like, oh, the card back with the, with the lettering and the red meteorites in the background just exploding. Honestly, yeah. And I, I'm just sitting there like, really? Yeah. I guess I missed out on something, but I, I got a bunch I, at once. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. I, I just the only time the only time if I would get a He-Man figure and remember that card is any but other time besides Christmas. Right. Right. So let me ask you this. So did the figures come out first and and the year later, Castle Grey School? So Wave One came out in nineteen eighty two. It was He-Man, Skeletor, Man in Arms, Stratos, Tila, Beast Man, Merman, and Zodak, the original card back eight. Then that same year, Battle Cat, Screech, the Battle Ram, Wind Raider, and Castle Grayskull all came out in that first wave. Okay, so you got the figures, you got Castle Grayskull. I'm just thinking Christmas-wise. When did Snake Mountain come out? No, Snake Mountain came out in 84. I think it was wave three. Did you get that one as well? And then, no, I never got Snake Mountain, only because oh, really? my my mom was has a, a huge fear of snakes. Oh. Even though I always thought the the front of it didn't really look like a snake, it, it's true. It, it just yeah, it coiled up and then yeah. you know, the wolf head. The oh, I but remember. I never got that. And then the, the microphone was a disgrace, though. That was the the wolf head, the microphone. Oh, okay, okay. And then I remember Eternia coming out. Oh, that was a big thing, right? Yes, but see, I was I was fortunate. I was collecting a lot of stuff at the time, so. I guess they went price comparison. They're like, all right, we'll either get him uh, Cat's Lair for his Thundercats or this Eternia thing. And I think Cat's Lair was cheaper. So so I wound up getting Cat's Lair. And I was happy with it. The Eternia playset was cool, but it was never in the Filmation cartoon. I, you know, So I was fine with not getting it. And okay. it's in a few mini comics, but not so much where I had to have it. That's kind of weird. Like I remember... Well, I, I still do. I, I go through like you know our old family albums and look at us when we were kids at Christmas, and I like to see in the picture the pre- the toys that are there, you know, that you unwrapped mm-hmm. and you're piling them up, and um, no, because you're still going through your through your your loot. And uh, I always like to look for like what Star Wars toys I got back then, but I remember getting other toys as a kid, and just always being like happy with what I got. Even oh, if it's something I didn't even ask for, yeah. or you know, I, I remember getting this like um deep dive toy. It was like a guy in a you know with that big helmet for deep dive, and it came with, like an octopus. And I didn't ask for it, but I remember it was like really cool. Yeah, I did the same thing one time looking at pictures, and I remember I think it was like my third Christmas ever. There's a picture of me, and in the background are all these Migos. Be it Spider-Man, Batman, and a Superman, Mego, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, they're still in packaging, still mint on card." If only I knew back then what I know now. I got a Battle Ram, and then I got a bootleg remote control version of said Battle Ram. So the Battle Ram was like the 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 official, yeah, the blue one with the sky sled. The yes. sky sled came off, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I remember having it. Right. I don't know where she got it from, but there was a bootleg version of it. It had like a radar dish on top of it. Hmm. Yeah, I was like, hey, I'll I'll play with this. I'll incorporate it. Yeah. yeah. 
exactly. incorporated. <laughs> you know, when you're when you're that young, you 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 know what it is. You're when you're that young, you don't know anything. And, and then when you yeah. when you get something from, especially from Santa, you feel so fortunate. Oh yeah, I, I can remember, dude. I can remember going to 1985 to the Rialto Theater, uh, no longer there, seeing Back to the Future. I don't even know why this happened. Midway through the movie, they stopped, and Santa Claus came out. And oh, awesome! Gave everybody in the theater, just full of kids, a coloring book. I don't know if we got crayons, but I know we got a coloring book. And like to this day, I remember that, and I have no idea what that was about. I just remember being there. But I also think that when you're a kid, you would take other toys and play with them with your whatever like uh we used to have this fisher price castle when we were so when we were younger and mm-hmm. like the little fisher price figure that little weeble guy he would go down a little trap door and shoot out into the moat we would use that for our star wars figures and and, and they would they wouldn't go straight down they would always get stuck halfway because you know we should have known better but you know but we would take them out so like when you're a kid you make like anything becomes terrain for your toys, you know, like a couch or blanket, you know, like, Oh, absolutely. It's just, that that was one of the questions, you know, that was one of the questions I was asked on action figure adventure, which is now showing in Canada. Nice. Yeah. One of Rob's big question was our play sets really necessary. And Uh, there was always plus you can go back and forth with it. Yeah. You know what? I'll Some people say yes. Others said no. You know, I as think long as you have your imagination, that's what matters. So, right, the Death Star, I felt was a piece of junk, but I remember getting the Hoth playset for the Kenner figures, oh, and it had that little bridge, the ice bridge that collapsed, and it wasn't that big of a toy. Mm-hmm. But you now, like you said, using your imagination, I would also flip it upside down. And you would see there was like these, um, not intentionally, but it was like a tunnel from where the plastic, however, it had been cast. I guess it was the um, the negative side of it, if that makes sense. So if you pitch, you'd have to like see the toy to understand it. But you could, I would have my figures walk through it like they were in the trenches of snow. So again, it's like you said, it's all about your imagination. And, and as a kid, you know, you're pretty much like unlimited. Um, and then I honestly think as people get older, a lot of people lose that amount of imagination, but a lot of people retain it. And I see a lot of that in like, um, creative Mitchell, people. Oh yeah. yeah. Like Mitchell Wu's toy photography. Incredible. There's, um, these dudes who, uh, animate, um, toys, just action figures and the stop motion they're doing this these guys did not lose their imagination. So it's, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of stuff still out there. That's good. So do you have, um, do you, do you have a present net? If you can get one present right now, what would it be? Like, what am I asking for? Anything you want. Yeah. What, what is the one thing you want? Well, this year it'd be the turtle, uh, Ninja turtle movie figures. From NECA. Right. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and I, I pretty much know what I'm getting this year. So is there is there anything like 
Okay, so like I would like to get um, the turtles or the new He-Man figures because after seeing the commercial where the stop motion, uh, you know, the battle, the fight, mm-hmm. I, I really want to animate them. But honestly, uh, if I can get a toy or if I can get a present right now, it wouldn't even be a toy. It would be a Ramones T-shirt because mine, I wore it out. So I wore it so much, I wore out, and I had to throw it away. Ah. Uh, so, you know, but Oops. yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about that. Like, oh, you know, what it was I was listening to uh, Ethan Van Skyver, and they were talking about all the old T-shirts from comics. Yeah, that oh, they sure. still have from the nineties. Oh yeah, so, I, rem- yeah. I remember having. Um, I remember in '89, I had like fourteen Batman shirts, which back then was a lot for. A kid to have, you know, it was like one for every day of the week, uh, two weeks of, of wardrobe right there. But, um, but yeah, to get back on topic, yeah, I'll never forget that Castle Gray School vintage. Anyway, I, you know what, and right now it's mostly because I was playing with it with my dad. That's cool. And then years later, when classics came out, my wife bought it and shipped it to New Jersey. So my dad and I could put it together again. What was that like to that? That was that was awesome. He he like totally forgot about the vintage one. And he was like, This looks familiar. I was like, Yeah, that we we did this, you know. When I, yeah, about then, thirty years ago now. Or well, then. Who do you do you, um sorry word this who enjoyed it more, do you think? You or your dad? That's a great question. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, you both did, of course. Yeah, I probably did. Well, I have no idea because my dad's not a talker. Surprise, right. surprise. Actually, well, I mean, you, other than, you're, you're really not a talker when somebody first meets you. Yeah. You know, that's what you, you so, so. So, yeah. So he, I mean, we had fun with it. You know, we, we put it together again. and It's a nice memory. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really cool. And, you know, we were playing He-Man again. I got out all my figures that I brought with me. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. That's cool. That's always nice to kind of have that to remember. Yeah. Very nice. I guess that's uh, that's one of the great things about toys, you know? Yes. But I also said that's the magic of He-Man, too. Okay. You know, but, I mean, you could, I'm sure you could do that with oh, like sure. G.I. Joe Transformers. Of but, you know, in your case, your thing was He-Man. And, and right. it just makes it one other thing more special of He-Man to you. And that's pretty cool, you know. Well, I won't go too much into it on this podcast, but when I start my other secret project, yeah, there's there's a couple of reasons with He-Man and you know associated with my family and stuff. So nice. That's cool. Let's get to news. News. So let's start off with some sad stuff real quick and um, we can get to something else. Jeremy Bullock, the actor who portrayed Boba Fett. In Empire and Jedi, yeah, recently yeah, passed well. away. He had like ten grandkids. I read. So wow, he no, he did a good life, a good career. Um, excellent actor, excellent actor. You know, he um, he was one, he, two roles actually in Empire. Um, he was Boba Fett, and he was one of the Imperial. He's the guard who hides behind Leia when Luke is following him. Um, and then he was also in The Empire Strikes Back as a pilot one of the new Naboo people or something like that, but he wasn't an empire. 
Um, and you know, what? I used to follow his website because he did tons and tons of conventions. And the thing that was really cool is that, you know, like fans, I guess they like to come up to their favorite actors and, and, and give them a gift, you know, here's a drawing I made of you as Boba Fett. And he kept everything and he had it all on display in his house and this little Boba Fett room. He had a nice little collection of it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yes. And so when the announcement came out that he passed, I, he had, um, I know he was ill and other things, but he also had Parkinson's, uh, which I did not know. So it was, it was a shame. You know, we lost what two, two actors this year. Um, And it makes you think, you know, uh, I think back to what um, Blake said about um, the stories and and both of these guys um, did write biographies. So, you know, we'll have the history of their career, which is great. But um, it's also, you know, it's a shame that, you know, especially right around this time that it happened, you know, for his family. Oh, yeah. Right before Christmas. So much sadness. Wish his family well. The first ever Darth Vader PVC will be offered at the Disney store now. That's strange that they say the first ever PVC because maybe in this scale. How tall is it? It's is it like the Rocketeer one? Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind. I do like the fact that the lightsaber blade yeah, that's is nice wider. Effect. Like it's like as if he's swinging it and it's like, you know, the blur of the blade. These remind me of the Power of the Force statues that came out in the 90s. Is that the one with Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc? Yes. Yes, yes. And, and there was a Luke one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch. They were much bigger originally, um, that line, I remember. And then they kind of shrunk. But yeah, that's, this is a, a nice size toy or PVC. I would call it a toy before PVC, but I mean, it's it's really detailed. It's just like the Rocketeer one. This is like really detailed and it's a you know you can kind of get like an up close look at the the outfit he wore and things like that so that's really cool yeah a lot of star wars stuff is making a huge push at disney again oh yeah i mean like the darth maul figure and the boba fett figure that were released yeah um and it's weird too though my buddy uh who lives down there um secretly known by the codename Mr. J uh, works at Batu, and uh, it's weird how a lot of that merchandise, some of it, I shouldn't say a lot, is being sold in stores now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I still haven't been to the, to there yet. I can only imagine the amount of merchandise and, you know, all the things they have. It's, I need a vacation. I gotta get yeah. to Disney. But yeah, um, it's cool. And then Mesco Toys, their LDD series, is presenting a Gomez and Morticia figure from the Adams family. So these kind of look like like dolls in a way. Yeah, um, that's what the whole LDD yeah. series. Oh, is. It was, what does the LDD stand for? Like living dead dolls or something? Um, you know what? Yes. Circle gets a square. Um, and then five points of articulation. They're ten inches each. The, you know the thing. Gomez's eyes. Well, I guess if this is based off the TV show, he he did do things with his eyes. They just look too wide, and like he's like got the bug eyes, like he's gonna peer into me or something. Well, these aren't supposed to be creepy. Like a few years ago, they came well, out with I mean, a Chucky doll. You know, they're creepy and they're kooky, is what they are. Um, 
No, just kidding. Uh, Morticia looks great. Um, she got the, the bottom of the dress is spread out like, you know, when you would see her in the comic or the TV show movie. This is cool. I like the background, too, because uh, it looks like, you know, their house. And, the uh, you know, if the, the new live-action TV show does well, you know, Oh yeah, cool. we'll be seeing more of them. Yeah, and uh, here's a great collector's item for anybody who collects the Adams family. I remember watching MTV Cribs and Rob Zombie was on, and he collected anything of the Adams family. So that was pretty <laughs> oh, that's awesome. that and the monsters he had in his house, like just cases full. It's like that is so cool. But anyway, Hasbro Pulse, the Black Series, has announced Bo Katan, Tuscan Raider, Shore Trooper. Imperial Hover Tank Driver and Imperial Death Trooper. The Black Series. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. You said Pulse. Hasbro Pulse, right? Yeah, but it, they are Black Series figures. Okay. So those Black Series figures are just getting better and better. Oh, yeah. Like every one. It's just, you know, it's funny. I was at a Target this week and yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Wow. And um, the only ones they had was Luke and, Luke and Yoda. Um, yeah. Every... No turtles, by the way. Um, but yeah, that was the only thing they had of Star Wars. It was like really annoying. You know, like I think especially after the last episode of Mandalorian, people are now looking for stuff. It's like, dude, you guys are way behind. You know? Well, I have my Black Series Luke. Now I just need a Black Series R2. That would be cool. Yeah. Hasbro Pulse and 3-0 have teamed up to create a 1-6 scale G.I. Joe series. Their first one is 12-inch Storm Shadow, which will be retailing for $149. So this is 12 inches. 12 inches. This and thing looks awesome. Swappable hands, right. ton of weapons. He's got nunchuck, two katana blades, bow and arrow, bow, and four arrows. No, now, really- 3A does some pretty good stuff. I remember early on. They had like a weird Marvel line. I remember they came out with a Iron Man figure. It was more like a steampunk Iron Man kind of, except not with the steam or the punk. <laughs> no, it just it looked alien almost, like a like a sad robot. Hmm. But like Mar- yeah. Marvin the paranoid android. He was no. just a depressed robot. Right. Yeah. The round guy. The round. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it, it just. He just looked it depressed. Just looked, yeah. Literally. Like he was the saddest looking robot on the face of the earth. Or but so is this Iron Man figure. I mean, they've done some Transformer movie figures, which were really like super detailed. I mean, these things were Michael Bay formers. You know, what's cool about this Storm Shadow is it just looks so wicked. Like it looks like he's got cloth pants. Um, and then he looks like he's got a hood. Yeah. And, you know, he's got the cool mask. Uh, he's all in white. I think when it comes to G.I. Joe, the two coolest figures ever were Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes w- with the wolf. I, t- I think they were the best toys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're going to get G.I. Joe. You had to have them. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, this is pretty cool looking. Sectars Wave 2 is now on Kickstarter and will include Pinsor, Commander Waspax, Skulk, and Skeeto from Zika Toys. Wave 1 came out, if you're a fan of... Do you remember the Sectars? Were they the puppets? Like the park They're puppets, vehicles. Park 
Yeah, yeah their vehicles were the puppets. Which is pretty um, imaginative for the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, believe it or not, the gentleman who came up with that idea worked at Jim Henson. No kidding. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yep. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I believe they're in the same. They're not as big as the original or the 80s ones. They're much scaled down. Right. But from what I've heard, these are great figures if you're a huge Sectars fan. So support them on Kickstarter. Will they be having vehicles too or? Not yet. yet. I was just thinking if they're going to go ahead and do the puppet route because it's so unique. Exactly. To to that toy line that was like almost kind of have to. You know, it would be a shame not to. So the Four Horsemen Mythic Legions Lithia Wave will close on January 8th, 2021. So if you're waiting to purchase your moose, you have until January 8th. I was about to ask you, is this this is the moose? This you got, is the right? moose. Yeah, this is the moose wave. Party moose. Yeah, it is a nice looking toy. It everything is. I mean the bats, the horses, I mean everything. I really like even little... even the guy with, with the bird that everyone thinks he's gonna eat. <laughs> Really like the little uh, goat looking guy. He's so cool looking. You know, they're nice looking toys. Yeah. I can't wait for their outer space series. Yeah. Yeah. Lords of Power, if you attended PowerCon last year or virtual PowerCon last year, the Lords of Power five pack is now shipping from PowerCon. And I forgot to mention this. Um, Val Staples has said that PowerCon will be starting their own line of action figures. That will be fan based. Well, that's pretty cool. So yeah, and no way associated with He Man oh, so, so far. Okay, so actually, then what does that mean? It's a, probably going to be a brand new line that you can only purchase at PowerCon. I but mean, you, I'm, maybe it'll loosely or be based on He Man, but that won't have any association to Masters. Okay, so it'll be like the official PowerCon mascot or something. Possibly it be something like that along right. those lines where the it's only, like, yeah, the only thing they've really said was, you know, we're going to do this, but we're going to get a lot of fan input. So and this could actually help them bring in revenue for the show for the, absolutely. For the con. Yes. Okay. And then this just in, thank you, Ian diamond select toys have the official invincible license based on Robert Kirkman and the upcoming Amazon prime video cartoon. Now, these are, are so detailed, uh, very poseable. Um, the colors are beautiful. Like the uh, the Invincible figure, the yellow and the blue and the black, gorgeous. Um, the, the father, uh, the white or the whitest Omni-Man. gray. Omni-Man. Yeah. Omni-Man, the red and the white. Just like these colors like pop. And you know what I really find funny? Um, not only does he Omni-Man look exactly like he's from the comic but the actor who's the actor voicing him again who played he played jay jonah jameson yes i see i could see him in this action figure which obviously is nothing to do with it because you know he's just the voice actor that's this is how he looked in the comic but you know like maybe it's the mustache i don't know but um he these are just really nice looking figures so these figures are going to have 18 points of articulation, swappable hands, a regular head, and a grimacing head. 
I'm really curious to see what they do because a few years ago, McFarlane came out with the same series, but he only created the, or actually, he created Adam Eve and two versions of Invincible. They were not six inch though; they were slightly smaller. So these are six inches. Yes. Um, I'd like to know, which we don't know at the moment, but I'd like to know how far they're going to go with creating things. You know, like all the characters or some of the characters or. You know what? I hate to say it, but it's probably going to see how the cartoon does. No, that makes sense. You know, especially but I'm excited part. for the cartoon. However, with that being said, they do have a big list of personality or act, famous actors doing voices. Right. So here's my fear. Same thing. They're going to what's happening to DuckTales. They're going to price themselves right out of a series. That's my fear. No, no, J.K. Simmons, he's Omni-Man. Yeah, yeah. So that's my fear. They got all these guys from Walking Dead and, and Blade, Seth Rogen. I'm just, my fear, you know, they're going to be overpriced. Now, do you, you know? think with the voicing, is it better to hire a well-known name or to go the route of a voice actor? See, I, w- I would much prefer a voice actor right. than a well-known name. Yeah. Because first, you're putting that face to the voice of an actor. Right. You and sometimes then, run that fear. And but, then they're, my big thing is budget. You know, you got a huge right. price tag on these guys. You know, and then you got to factor in, you know, just like a regular TV show at this point. You know, you have a writer's room that you have to pay for. You have, you know, yeah. all these, even with the licensing, eventually, you know, it's going to peak. Yeah, and, and sooner or later, somebody will be switched out and somebody's going to take over the voice of something. But um, Yeah, that's another thing. If the actor, for some reason, has to do a money movie. Or, yeah, whatever. Right. Then now you have to switch out the actor. And, and then it's, you know, it just... To me, so I many, think it's a headache. There's so many talented voice actors out there who have done so many voices that we don't even know about. Like you, you, you think um, Jess Harnell. So you got Animaniacs. But if you look at his IMDb page, you'll see like he was in just so many other things that you didn't even know it was him. Um, so I agree. I would like to see voice actors get for a shot personally. Exactly. Um, but you know, I'm not. I don't work for this the company. So yeah, I mean, these are weird times. Everybody, you know. I get it. Everybody wants to work, but at the same time, you know, always have to think budget, especially on a streaming service right now. Yeah. Especially if you're not Netflix or Disney, to be honest with you. Um, I just think they're, they're the two, you know, like I don't honestly see Peacock lasting, you know, the, that, that one I say by the bell, I don't really see them lasting around for a while. Could be wrong, but you know, all right, folks, that takes care of the news. So if you have not, I repeat, if you have not, I don't know how you haven't seen the last episode of The Mandalorian, do yourself and the little child in you a favor. Go to Disney Plus, watch it right this second. Now. Watch it now. Super spoilers. We're going to get into it. So this is your final warning. I think we're pretty much going to have to go from last week till now. Spoiler Three. Two. He's not kidding, folks. One. Last warning. Spoiler review.
Oh my god, Ian. All right, yeah, so I'm let's... just gonna I'm just gonna go right there. Luke Skywalker was in it. In the house. Okay, oh my so... god. I, I was so elate. Oh my god. You have no idea how incredibly happy that made me. I I wanted to I mean Here's... the whole episode was was magic. I think I think it got better at the end, the episode. I don't want to say it got better, like because it, the first half seemed like a Mandalorian episode, and they've all been great this season. They have, you know. Act three was incredible, uh, as it needs to be. Um, if- I mean, they Favreau and Filoni know how to end an episode. So, like, I have so many points to make. Like, if first off, I'm gonna forget something, but if say the show ended now. Say it, it never it, it is a falling out, the show doesn't come back. This is the perfect way to end it. Oh, like you, you can't get any better. And well, part of me is like, okay, how are they going to continue? Granted, it's called the Mandalorian, he's still alive. Or we ever see the child again? And I have thoughts on that. Um, but first off, once again. I cannot predict these people. I never saw this coming. I don't know how they kept this a secret for a year. Not just, you know, like people sign a clause, obviously, but Mark Hamill was the voice. They, he, the aged him. Yeah. He's got his names in the credits. They use his face and, and, and did what they did, you know. And I was happy to see the de aging process way better than Rogue One. See, that's very interesting because I heard the opposite on everything I've read. That You know what? I think people are trying to f- pick at it now and trying to find what's wrong with it. It, it. Because believe it or not, there are people out there that were upset that it wasn't Ezra. That blows my mind. Uh, I I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I think he might be coming. I don't know. Um, I don't even, I don't know in Rebels what happened at the end of that. Um, started watching Clone Wars two episodes in, so I got a long way to go. But what I felt of this was um, when you're watching this scene and they're like, one next wing? And, and I'm thinking it's like the Rangers showing up or something. And then you're seeing in the security, security cams a cloaked figure with a lightsaber. It's black and white. You don't know who it is. And, and you're kind of trying to think, Ahsoka? Maybe. Who is this person? And you can't figure it out. And then when you see the color, and you see the green lightsaber, that emerald green blade, I'm like, Luke? And I'm... Um, see, his hand did it for me. Well, yeah. and When and, I and saw the gloved hand, gloved hand regular hand, yep. I, could, I couldn't believe it. But I'm watching this, and I'm going... Uh, I've cried twice at Star Wars. Once when Han Solo died, and I literally had tears in my eyes with this. I'm watching, and I'm thinking, it's Luke Skywalker. But there's no way that's Luke Skywalker. And I'm like holding my breath, like, oh, God, it's got to be Luke Skywalker. And he's kicking, you know, he's just kicking down these robots. And then he gets there, and it's him. And your mind just blurts out, holy. And, you know, like, I this think. This is Star Wars. I, I never saw this coming. I never thought it would happen. Like they would connect, you know, it, which is, I'm happy they did. I'm not, it's not a complaint. Um, 
it was so interesting. I think um, the de-aging, I, I was happy. I, I was happy with everything. Um, if I have I one, com- yeah, if I have one complaint, it said he just didn't say his name. Well, my complaint was, That's I, and I don't know. I mean, you know what? It's not even a complaint. It's just a nitpick. Just something yeah. to talk about. Do you remember in Rogue One that scene with Darth Vader? Oh, this is going to be my next point. Go ahead. He starts taking everybody out left yes, and right. But this is here's my here's my thing. Yes. I would have loved to have seen Luke with that much passion, that much anger for some reason. See, like I, I think he should have taken all those all those Death Troopers out just as fast. But see, I actually think he did, and I, I was going to bring this up. So Vader is revealed when he ignites his blade and it goes red. And then he just like makes chop suey out of everybody. Boom, right. boom, 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 boom. Choking people, slashing them. And he's effing nuts. Luke's the exact opposite because there's somebody storming this ship and he's, or she at the time, she don't know who it is, is taking out these, um, these droids. When you see that the blade is green and you see the glove and you see the outfit under a little bit in the cloak, I kind of felt he was a bit aggressive in his fighting. And then finally, like the last one, the crush, he just crushes the thing like a Coke can. Yes. I was like, what the, now and here's also the thing. He, if you know, you don't want to go full blown anger because. Right. You, you want to go to dark the dark side. side. So right. like, I think that had to be the balance. However, what I liked about this, and this is going back to rogue one. The introduction of Vader before he goes berserk. Luke coming in, kicking butt. And as he comes up the elevator, it's just smoke and a green blade. And it's the reverse of how Vader was introduced. I didn't think about that until a day or two after, which actually is today. But um, I think that is a great reveal for Luke into this series. Um, Now, who... What's going to happen to the child? I don't know. I don't think Luke's going to bring him back. Like, he, I, I can't protect him. It's, it's dangerous for him. Because who, who's better to protect you than a Jedi? Like, the best babysitters, except for Anakin. Um, will we see him again? Yes. I have a feeling maybe he'll be a part of the Ahsoka Tana show or, you know, he'll cross over. Well, here's, here's my thing. And we'll get back to Mando in a second. Okay, so Mando, you know, they had their touching moment you know he's with the child he's like hey these are your people yeah it's okay now what's going to happen to mando now a lot of people are saying that boba fett with his show is going to take over right and and, i don't think that i i i pray to god that doesn't happen i i I read today mando the whole the whole show is called mandalorian not not lone wolf and cub or the book of Boba Fett, which I don't get that title, but so if you watch the episode, you have to watch through the credits to see the end scene. Did you do that? Oh yeah. Well, okay. you know what it was here. I was so shocked and so, <laughs> so you I was, sat there. You know what? I was in pure joy with everything. I, had I was like sitting. A- I was sitting there with, with Mary. We were listening to full orchestra at the end, different nice. music. Yeah. And we were just, we're, I was just sitting there taking it all in. I was a child again. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, Luke Skywalker is back. You know, forget episode eight, 
or whatever that BS was, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker came to save the day. And you know what? I had a gut reaction to leave the credits going. And I just did. I don't know why. I just sat there. Maybe I was in, in shock like you or whatever. And I just let, I was letting the credits roll. And then you see the scene with Boba Fett and, um, and, and, uh, I forget the girl's name. Um, Tara Doom. No, not Tara Uh, Oh, the, his, yes. his sidekick. Yeah. 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 So or very feminist, not sidekick, but you partner. See Bib Fortuna who's putting on a little weight there, Bib. And how did know, he the, survive? That's he what wasn't I on, he wasn't on the sail barge. You sure? Well, the 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 expanded universe book says he set it up partially to have Jabba killed on the barge. That he plant he had bombs planted on it. But that was who is in canon. It's not, but they take things from it to make it. So if if he wasn't on this barge, he was back in there. He claimed himself, whatever, you know. Now, here's tri- another thing tri- I couldn't thing. figure out about the Bib Fortuna thing. There's more huts. There are. You know, why didn't you, Why didn't a different hut just take over that territory? Uh, I don't know. But even better, why did Boba Fett go back there? He probably wanted that. He was probably waiting for his armor. Or, you know, yeah. Stage one. Stage two, kill Bib Fortuna. Stage three, profit. I guess so. Like, so will he become? He's going like, to be gangster. Well, will he stop hunting and be giving out the the bounties? You know, like, hey, Mandalorian, go get this guy for me. Well, let's let's think about this. What was Jabba the Hutt doing? All right. I mean, basically, he was a Nothing. mafia guy. Yeah. You know, running. Uh, I. Possibly a, a casino, a spice spice ring, spice you know. ring. So Boba's smart. He's like, hey, you know, I'm done hunting. I'm taking over. I loved when we first saw. Uh, actually, it was the episode of the tragedy. Episode of the tragedy when we lose the razor crest. Boba Fett kicking ass, and what I loved is that that was how I wanted to see Boba Fett using all his weapons and using the the. The, st- the sand person, the gaffy stick, or however you pronounce it, and just like he was just like destroying these stormtroopers like crazy. That's what I wanted to see out of Boba Fett, and that's what we see in the Mandalorian, and that's what I love about it. So, Mandalorian is going to continue doing his thing, and I'm right there with him. Here's the thing here's the thing, even though. without the child, I want to go, I want to see more seasons of the Mandalorian. Yes, his story isn't over. First off, he needs a ship, second. He's apparently the king of Mandalore now because he's got the dark saber. So I that's love gonna, that scene. That's going to play a lot into it. When when um, he's, he's like, Moff Gideon, it. yeah, yeah. When uh, Moff Gideon's like, no, she has to earn it. He's like, all right, I'll take it. Yeah, he's, just, he's like, I don't, was, know, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't even want it. Just 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 take the stupid sword. Yeah, that's what I love about him. He's like, listen, I'm not. You know, I let this guy live. I'm not fighting you. Take it. Just take that, it. That was great. Um, there was a question. That is left. There's a lot of questions that are left, but one of them is why didn't anybody do anything with the child's blood? Well, we don't know that yet. We exactly that was as far left, I mean, who knows? It, it could be, yeah, it could be anywhere. But but how, I don't think I mean possibly they'll touch on it next 
next season, I hope. Uh, which we have to wait till Christmas, yeah. which is also kind of weird saying as Boba Book Fett of comes Fett, up the same, yeah. When Book of Fett begins, it but will be also December 21. There's rumors of a crossover throughout the series or t- television series. So that could be part of it. Let and me tell you something. If we get more episodes of Mandalorian and Fett, I'm all in. I liked how they worked together, and I, I was kind of disappointed it ended so quick. Um because they were just kind of like, it was almost like a buddy buddy episode, you know, like you know, space right. cops. Um, uh, to, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong. Tamora Morrison, who played Boba Fett, um, in the well, played Jango Fett and Boba Fett. Um, he is actually going to be in Kenobi. He's supposedly signed up for that. Now, th- what does that mean? Does that mean flashbacks of Jango Fett, or does that mean clones? If you go by the official Star Wars canon, by the time of A New Hope, I think 30% of the Stormtroopers are still clones. Most of them are now humans, which explains probably why they can't shoot. But there is still some clones left, so maybe he'll be a clone. But that's just a guess, because, you know, like, first they decide, we're going to throw in a baby Yoda, and then, you know, nobody sees it coming. Danny's like, I'm going to throw in Luke Skywalker. I'm like, what is this? What can they possibly? I was thinking, what can they possibly come up with as a secret to blow my mind that I that will be kept that way a secret? And I don't know. But I, getting back to something, um, you would I would think that was an emotional moment for Luke too when he when he saw the child because it looked just like his old master, just young. Um, now now let me ask you this: How do you feel about? Uh, Jin taking off his helmet again. It made sense because several episodes before there was a scene when him and the child are drinking soup and he's kind of pulling his mask back to drink it. And you you can see the child kind of like looking, peeking under the mask. So it made sense to me. So I remember noticing that and it makes sense to me that he would show him. I think the character himself is maybe learning more about maybe the old ways and and it's that's okay what I was getting take off your helmet because uh, every every other Mandalorian except people in his tribe that right. were killed removed their helmets exactly now so maybe as a character maybe he's realizing this and growing and you have to have character growth or else you're just having a story that's stuck in the, in the mud right but I mean I mean he's got tons of growth but I think I don't think. Hate- Right, I don't think he's just a, he a hate hired George killer. Mm, no, you know? I, I think maybe the child changed that in him. Possibly, yeah. You know, I I think he'll do anything. He would have he he'd do anything to protect the kid. Um, now, here's what I'm getting at. If you really think about it, it's a it's a scene from Return of the Jedi where Vader takes his helmet off, and he sees Luke for the first time with his own eyes. That's true. There's a lot of similarities. That are done connecting, and and uh, I'll tell you, it was really touching when Luke's like he he's waiting for your permission. Yeah, and you know, just like I mean, just like a real child, he could have said no, and the child probably would have stayed. I don't know what Luke would have done. That's what got me right there because Ahsoka said he could either choose to go with the Jedi or he could choose to follow you for the rest of his life. Right, you know. So right at that pivotal moment, I was like. Oh shoot! He he doesn't want to be a Jedi. 
But, you know, he went with Luke, which was kind of cool. And now here's another thing that popped up that I was very curious about. R2-D2 has seen Roku or Grogu before. He was excited to see him. Yeah, well, that's true. He was. I didn't think of that until you just mentioned it. You got to think. So he's 50 years old. but And R2's been around since episode one. Which is when he would still be he would be alive. He was born, I believe, if I remember reading this correctly, the same time as Anakin as a child. So he was in the Jedi temple and R2 would have seen him at some point. There's a, there's, there's some backstory here. We're missing as to where I, mean, I, I was just was and all that, but yeah, I was excited to see R2 right behind Luke. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice. Touch. That was cool. And yeah, yeah, that was nice. Um, it's, I've read that uh, Mandel stunt double. He's coming back. You know, um, um, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Yep. Um, everything that we've read on the internet about how he didn't want to wear the mask and this and that. As I read it, after seeing this season, and no, it did not have less to do with him. And, and more to do with other characters. Uh, he was in it. He did his thing. Um, I don't know if I really buy that thing anymore, that that theory of he's being this drama queen and he wants more FaceTime. Um, I think it's just a natural progression of said character. And I, I, I like to sit here and try to figure out what Favreau's and Filoni are planning because, like we said, so you got the child is now going to be trained as Jedi, which opens up all these other questions. Is, he, is the kid there when Luke trains Ben? Um, you know, is this the first student or does he have students already? Uh, next is what does Mando, where is he going to get a ship? You know, it's like, you know, what does he do now? He'll go on bounty hunting, of course, but what is how do you top this as a writer? You know, you almost wrote yourself into a corner because you took away this thing he's been protecting. So what's next? I don't know, but I am looking forward to find out. Ian, I respect you as a writer. Yeah. But you should sit down and watch that episode as a fan. Just what do you, what try do you not, try not to, oh, try this... not to guess. Just, just get. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Just get swept in it. Watching the show was watching it as a fan. This is all my my thoughts now, afterwards, thinking about it, and and just trying to trying to guess. You know, I'm not. I I I didn't. I don't watch the show as a as a as a writer. I I I watch it as just a fan, and um, that's the only way to watch it. You know, I'm gonna find you a Mandalorian figure. And you can you can live out your writing. Thank you. Dreams with, with Favreau. <laughs> One other thing that they did throughout this series is make connections to the prequels, to Rogue One, and obviously the original trilogy, and the Disney movies. And what I like that when they brought up the concept of midi chlorians, the the M count in the child's blood. I didn't make a, I, I didn't even care. I was like, okay, cool. 
you know, I did, it didn't bother. Yeah, me. Luke. Luke even mentioned he's like the force is strong with this one. Yeah, like it's it just it, it didn't bug me. And and you know, are they leading up to Snoke? I don't know, but Gideon, the actor who played him, said the the suit he wears, which is which is very Vader like. Something's going to happen to his character. Now, I thought in this episode, but I guess not in, in this well this season. Um, what's going to happen to him? Is he going to get hurt? I, there's just so much. I can't wait for next Christmas. That's all. Yeah, I'm it's just like it's going to be an incredible year for Star Wars fan. For two shows, we know actually 2022. Definitely. And then we got well, Kenobi's 2022. No, no, I'm saying. But no, I'm saying we'll, when is that? Again, the Mandalorian. We're getting Book Boba. Of, right. Book of Boba, and then you know it's going to go past four episodes. So yeah. even if it starts December first, you know twenty twenty two is going to be incredible. And then you know we're going to have the anime show. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, the Rangers, the, um, whatever it's called. There, there's there's a scene in um this episode where Gideon is such a sneaky guy. He, he you know when he realized he was screwed, he was about to take his own life. And Cara Dune comes over and just like knocks the blaster out and knocks him in the chin. And he was gonna kill himself. Yeah, I love what she did, how she stopped him. And I don't think that I don't know. I think I don't know if the character she's she's a very popular character. And I think for this series, she's like the new Princess Leia. Um, if that makes any sense, she's like. She's a female lead. She's a, the the strong female, but I th- also think she's going to be the one every Star Wars fanboy is going to have a crush on. Um, and the character herself, though, is good. You know, she's an interesting character. Um, she works well with Mando. She's got her own principles. the The episode with um when Bill Burr was in it, and they had to like spring him from the the uh, Republic prison or scrapyard or whatever. Um, that was a great episode. Uh, you know, again, took his helmet off. And um, I liked how he was like, you know, when Bill Burr, uh, I forget his name, so I'm calling him Bill Burr, the actor's name, when he's like, you know, don't worry, Mando. I, don't, I didn't see your face. That was actually kind of cool. So yeah. we may be seeing him again. Um, you know what's interesting, though? Here's here's something I, I, like, the whole time Luke's there and they're waiting for him. And I'm like, okay, did anybody bother to call Boba to get a ride back or, you know, <laughs> yeah. to get off the, the ship with the, with the baby. And then I started really thinking about it. Could you imagine if Boba showed up with Luke Skywalker there? He'd be like, aren't yeah. you the bastard that, that cut my, my gun no. and threw me in a Sarlacc pit? Well, he, that, that was on. solo. That was solo's fault, but yeah, he, he would have, he'd be like, yo, what are you doing here? That's <laughs> true. Sure I didn't think of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but then again, he might have just been like, Hey, man, sorry about that. I was just doing my job, right? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, hard feelings, Luke. Uh, and then go, you know, so just brings it back again to a circle where the show ends. And so, where did Boba go? You know, he had to come back to get his partner, right? And then, where did Mando go? You know, he's got no ship. Did he hang out with the other Mandalorians? Possibly. Well, he's got a ship now, he's got the Imperial ship, right? You, now. you think he's gonna, you think he's gonna keep. Well, well, maybe the, the um, Bo-Katan and her yeah. her crew probably are going to commandeer it. They wanted it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he's just going to stick with them for a while. 
That's what I'm thinking. Because she yeah. has to. Get, they have to figure a loophole now for her to get that the dark saber. Well, I mean, there is just the, the general version of she turns on him and you know is going to fight him. Possibly. And I mean, I hope it doesn't come to that. But see that I like what they did because it was more of like a state of like your word, like your honor, like, you know, mm. you bested me. This sword is yours now, you know, and that's it. You're sticking to the, to the code. Whereas. Here's what her- I'm thinking. Could you imagine those two fighting like an actual fight and Mando throws the fight? Well, he could do that too. Yeah. But, but the only thing that ruin his reputation. Here, well, who cares about that? I mean, he didn't, he's not going to, he just doesn't want to be. I don't. I don't. Whatever. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Mando or Dingerin is, you know, concerned about petty stuff like that. You know. I mean, if he wanted to be, you know, have a bad reputation, he would have killed Moth Gideon once he, you know, had him in custody. That's true. You know. So I don't think that. But here's my. Here's. Here's where it gets tricky for me. He throws. Let's hypothetical. He throws the fight. She realizes he's, he, you know, he wants nothing to do with this. He throws the fight and she realizes it. So that brings up a whole bunch of complications. Right. Again. So I'm thinking when the season starts, probably by somewhere in season three, he'll get another form of the Razor Crest. I guess because they sell that toy. They sold that toy and. You know, I, I would still be upset about that if I was one of those buyers. Um, but yeah, he's going to need a ship. Um, unless you just, like we said, he hangs with, uh, with, the, with his fellow Mandalorians and kind of, maybe that's his next mission. So like he went from bounty hunter uh, to caring less about being the bounty hunter and more about caring for this child and, and also not hating robots as much. Right now, right. So, like, maybe you know, his new mission, I guess, right now is to help Bo Katan, right? And 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 the other Mandalorians, and maybe like reclaim Mandalore, uh, the planet. So, you know, for for their for their people, um, which you know, again, throwing it, we don't know, this is all hypothetical. Um, so how crazy was it when Cara Dune killed that, uh, Imperial pilot. He's like, oh, you know, oh, I was yeah. there when Alderaan blew up, and, and yeah, he's, it, it's, I like when she goes. He was like, I was on a Death Star, and she's like, which, which one? one? Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's like, I see a tear, and she was just like, boom, you're done, you know. Oh yeah, that was a that was the perfect response. And again, that goes back to like my theory on Leia, how Leia, she was always tough with everything. And she, I think seeing Alderaan blow up was the toughest thing she had to face. But, um, well, but you know what? And this could be just Carrie Fisher. Leia was tough, but there was a certain, there was a certain class about her. Oh yeah. She, she, you know, she, she, she was, was, she could get her point across by speaking without, yeah. Without action. She could do it with the vert, with the blaster. Or by speaking. And and she could do it so eloquently that it didn't seem like an aggressive move, kind right. of. Right. Well, if you think about it, she was trained as a diplomat in the in the Senate and all that. So she had to learn how to... Um, Diplomacy. Th- right. She had to learn how to do that. 
you know, politics and all that. Whereas Cara Dune was a shock trooper. So that's what she knows. Yeah, and she's that, a soldier. Yeah, exactly. And that's not an insult to any soldier whatsoever. No, the, no. You know, they're just, intelligent and all that. It's just a different personality. Just, exactly. Like you brought yeah. up the, the princess aspect. And, and I mean, even, I mean, let's face it. She didn't do it as well as Carrie, but even Bo-Katan, she, she has that kind of semblance and, you know, to diplomacy, like right. she'll, she'll fight, but there's a certain way that she'll fight. Right. And, and, and she'll have to, um, in order to save man, you know, what she wants to do. She wants to save Mandalore. She wants, you know, yeah. She wants to rebuild. Yeah. And you know, like what people do, you know, whether hurricane or whatever strikes, you know, you rebuild and she wants to rebuild her, her, um, her people, the planet. So, uh, so do yourself a favor, folks. Or actually, if you're listening to this, you already did yourself a favor. Do it I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, I'm actually start from episode one all the oh, way through. Yeah. yeah, actually, you know what? Um, last night, my wife and I we watched again just a scene with Luke, and it was still like it was still still as epic as it was the first time. Um, yeah, you know what's really cool. Is to sit back and watch both seasons back to back, and right now, I believe it's called the Gallery. They have the making of season two on Disney Plus, so it's all the behind the scenes footage, mm. you know, that kind of talking to the directors and the actors. And uh, that I haven't watched that yet, but the the first one was good, so I, I need to check that out. Okay, I just wanted to give a shout out to our good friend Rob McCallum. Video game box art is now available on Amazon Prime Video. Now, this is his documentary about basically what the title says, video game box art. He just interviews everyone that's been associated with any type of artwork with video game. Going back to Atari 2600, and probably before that. So congratulations to Rob. Rent video game box art or even purchase it if, if you really love it. Always remember, hashtag collectors helping collectors. If you're still out there looking for some Ninja Turtles or, you know, Power Rangers or any type of toy, check hashtag collectors helping collectors on Twitter. They're a great community of people just basically doing that, helping each other. So let's knock out the bots and the scalpers. So thank you to Brian Salvatore for our intro and outro music. Thank you to Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Special thank you to Scott Knightlick at Spectre Creative. Join us. Please join us. We're getting some emails. We're going to have an all-email day at toyspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on all the platforms, including Pandora. We just got on Pandora, which is exciting. You can find us on Apple, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, all your favorites. But now we've included Pandora. Please subscribe. Give us a rating or do both. Follow us for latest toy news and reviews at www.toy-lines.com. Follow us on social media at Toy Lines on Twitter and Instagram. If we're on Facebook, you can either find us at Toy Lines or Toy Shelf Magazine. Also, uh, coming 2021, we're going to be launching our next podcast, which is going to be Rocketeer Radio. Um, that's going to be hosted by me, Ian Westhoff. I'm Hopefully, going to get Tommy in a couple episodes as a as a little voice of reason. Um, I am currently finishing 
another draft of an outline for the show, and then I'm going to start recording. So uh, you can go ahead and, if you like, hopefully, please look for that. Um, right now, we have our Instagram set up for that. It's uh, Rocketeer Radio um, on Instagram. And if you'd like to send an email in regards to Rocketeer Radio, you can send your emails to rocketeerradio at gmail.com. I hope you guys look forward to that. Um, that'll be coming out most likely in January. I just really need to sit down and record. So I nice. hope you, we're all I looking hope, forward to it. I hope so. I hope I do well. And, you know, just one more thing for you folks to listen to. It's Disney. You're probably going to get more <laughs> listeners than us. <laughs> So Merry Christmas, folks. Happy holidays. If you are listening to us and have been listening to us, I very, very much want to give you a super thank you from both Ian and I. We really appreciate it. Unwrap and play with your new toys. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's Wizards, Wizards, the the podcast podcast guide to to comics. comics. The exciting show where Adam, that's me. And Michael, that's me. We'll take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.